Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. This is your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is John Francis Gerard. John is a visual artist. We have a great conversation about art and mental health. It's amazing. I hope you guys enjoy. Please check me out on Instagram at NoorKidY. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often podcast network on 604 Records. So check that out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, John Francis Gerard. All right, welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. Today I'm here with John Francis Gerard. John, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, good to be here. This is uh, this is gonna be cool, uh, John. So um, I guess we'll call you a visual artist. I guess that's your kind of uh, your main uh, forte there. But you do so many other things. Uh, you're also like very into like uh, mental health. Uh, you're a mental health peer support worker and you're incorporating this in your art uh, i was really excited to get you on to the podcast because of this but uh how about uh, let you introduce uh you you let yourself introduce yourself to the audience and uh kind of give us a little bit about your background man sure yeah um i guess to go quite a ways back um started in the arts with acting and uh, like community theater and that sort of stuff and that led to uh, music um uh, yeah, did did some tours around the country as a musician, um, and yeah, need, we someone needed to design the posters and the t-shirts, and so I just got into the visual side of things through that. Um, yeah, and then I went to I went to to I guess yeah AU now, but it was ACAD back then, um, with the intention of doing a design degree, uh, but I took one class with uh, charcoal, and I just like fell in love with the the big gestures on paper. So, uh, and every, ever since that, I've kind of been um, really interested in making images at, um, and in different sorts of ways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why do you think you fell in love with charcoal in particular? Um, I guess it's like, for I, I like the speed of it. Like with paint, you, um, you know, you, you make a mark and then you have to pick up more paint and then you make a, make a mark and then pick up more paint. Whereas like with, um, well, and I, I guess I, I don't use so much charcoal now, but like with pen and like pastels, like you can, you can, you can keep going with a line without having to worry about, and the speed of it too, like you can work in like a, a quicker way, which I, like, I like to, I, I like to think that my work has, um, a certain like energy, energy to it. And I think, um, yeah the materials materials i use kind of facilitate that yeah that makes sense because like i guess if you're not constantly stopping and going back and forth through the paint it's kind of like you're almost in that flow and you kind of want to stay in that flow is that yeah ab yeah absolutely yeah yeah uh, i like that a lot and uh maybe could you tell us like uh what made you get into like being a mental health peer support worker yeah i guess um we yeah through my own um, like when I was, I ended up leaving art school because I got, got quite sick, um, with my own mental health, uh, issues. And, um, that kind of started off a journey 
to, yeah, towards wellness and recovery. And uh, once I, yeah, I, I, I guess I wanted to be involved in, in, uh, you know, helping people who are maybe earlier along in their, in their, their struggles and maybe, and hopefully, you know, extend some of the wisdom that I've, I've hopefully learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, uh, I, I can understand. And the, like the struggles are rough. So like uh, you coming through your own, uh, journey as well and then coming back and helping people that's a very admirable thing to do oh thank you thank you yeah i mean with me um like it's a it's a doozy of a word but uh, like i I've, I've had quite uh quite extensive psychosis um and so i think in that realm of mental health we still have such a long ways to go uh as far as destigmatizing it and um also just like educating people on what it, what it, what it is and what it isn't, you know, like psychosis isn't psychopathy. Like it has nothing to do with em- empathy or an- anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that whole, that, that's a, that's a whole kettle of fish there, but uh, like whether there's ethical psychopaths and whatnot, but um, we, we don't, we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I just, I feel strongly that it's, it's important to, you know, extend like and peer support's all about extending uh, your lived experience uh, to kind of, you know, instill hope in, uh, in, in other people. And um, mm-hmm. I think like psychosis can be such a, well, I mean, it's not, not only the, 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 the process of going through, it's really tough, but then I think the aftermath, because you're, you're kind of all of a sudden in this group, this kind of like highly otherized yeah, <laughs> category, 100%. you know, where it's like, uh, so that that can that can be its own um, struggle to get through, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that label as psychosis, like that, kind of has to be a pretty broad or vague label, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's different. Yeah, there's different um, def- definitions. All of them kind of center around the idea of it being a, like a disconnect from reality, you know. Um, but then that kind of begs the question, like, whose reality are you disconnected from? Like, is there, is there like uh, the reality or, you know, and how that, how that kind of relates to spirituality is, is interesting. I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, yeah, it, I, I feel like the psychosis question kind of leads you, you know, in a way you have to, you have to tackle the big questions when you, the, it leads to bigger questions when you when you ask the psychosis question because it it's it's asking like the nature of truth and the nature of uh, our experience and our perception um and also like you know how we get how we get our information like you know it's uh yeah uh, that's a big one too and uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's actually um and i i remember i saw on one of your uh, instagram posts and i hope people follow uh john on instagram after this because he has like such a such valuable uh content that you put out there so i really do love it um but you did say, I, I saw one of the things you were talking about is like uh, psychosis and like spirituality and the kind of uh, the link between them. But I, I do know like a lot of indigenous cultures, they look at stuff like psychosis as what you were just kind of saying, like almost a signal to go deeper into your spirituality or maybe something like that. Like how, how, how do you kind of like look at that now since you kind of experienced this? Yeah, I guess it's kind of for me, in a lot of ways, it's a semantic issue. Like, I don't think, 
like, I think like by definition, psychosis is, is wrong. Like you're like, if you're saying something psychotic, you're saying it's wrong. So I think and for me, things like, like spiritual things are, they're unfalsifiable in a lot of ways. They're not, they lack, they lack criteria to be right or wrong. They're just, you know, they're these subjective experiences. And I think um, whether I know for like my own, ex my own experiences with psychosis, like I've had some like very, um, yeah, very profound ex uh, moments within it. Um, but for, for the majority of, but then like, can I still call that psychosis? I'm not sure because um, the majority of, or what I would call, what, what I would call what, what has been my psychosis have, have been pretty um, like anti-spiritual in a lot of ways. Like, um, like I like to think of sp spirituality as being kind of like a connect, a connectedness to like being more grounded in, in the real mm -hmm. um, and like, and that may be a supernatural real, but it's still, you know, um, whereas psychosis is a very isolating experience. Like you have your own, you have your own narrative, which is completely disconnected from what's going on, you know? Um, but there, I mean, it's, it's, I'm still in the early stages of figuring it out. So it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to think about. Um, no, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because um, I mean, the, the, oh. like, if you, you think like things like psychedelics and like, like it's it's a weird thing for me to wrap my head around um like something that that's like dysfunctional in the brain leading to something that's that's truthful you know like it's just it's just but i think that happens and that that happens in in different spiritual traditions like you know where you know like fasting or like starving the body to try to like like um distance yourself from the from the flesh you know um but uh yeah like i said i'm still working my way working my way through it yeah mm -hmm. and like you were saying spirituality you kind of see it as more connectedness to reality or whatever you want to call it right um so and when you're saying psychosis might be more disconnected like i'm wondering like how do you get that connectedness now do you like is there practices you do um is it maybe through your art is it something that kind of keeps you more grounded or uh connected now yeah i think like for me you know that sort of like dissolution of the ego or that sort of like like bringing like i think you know um moving yourself to the side so something else can be filled filled in mm -hmm. um so and i think that Whereas a lot of psychosis, it's, it's like, well, like a delusion of grandeur. It's like, it's me, 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 you know, like, and um, so I think like for my own spirituality, I find a lot of um, like with arts um, that um, that's a way for me to kind of like integrate, integrate parts of myself. Yeah. The young, like the Carl Jung has a quote that it's um, every, any, in, in each of us, there's someone we don't know. And um, I think like for me, spirituality is kind of a, a process of like integrating that inner, inner other in a sense. Okay. Um, that makes any sense. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I've uh, had a lot of people on this podcast to talk about doing that kind of shadow work, which I think originated mm. from young, right? And that yeah, is yeah. Uh, kind of incorporating parts of yourself that sometimes you don't even know, but incorporated mm -hmm. into your larger 
self, whatever the heck that is, right? Mm -hmm. No, I like that. Um, yeah, and like uh, with your psychosis, how like was paranoia kind of a part of it? Because I saw you were writing a little bit about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, paranoia is a big one. And again, that's another isolating thing where your your narrative for your experience is just really um yeah it's like it's like the brain kind of extrapolates in outlandish ways that are just um you know they feel very real and it well it is it is your reality at the time mm. um but um i think going through those things has helped me just realize how how unreliable our perception can be and um mm -hmm. I think that's um, in a lot of ways is like a humbling. Um, it's a humble, it's a humbling, humbling thing. Like I like to, and I, another thing with psychosis is it's like a sureness. It's like, it's like, you're just so sure about something. And I think with a lot of these subjective things, it's important for me to keep a certain openness with, um, with it where it's like my truth and also my ability to judge isn't, um, isn't the be end all of, of, judgments you know and i think um yeah there's a certain vulnerability that comes comes with that um but i think um i think that's important that's an important part of my 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 spiritualism i think is just the fact that i you know just just kind of sit sit in that vulnerability of like of not knowing and just you know yeah and that's i think every spiritual like for everybody that kind of spirituality is there like for me openness being comfortable and not knowing and the unknown mm -hmm. that is so important for me and also like you were saying realizing that your perception is not the be all end all because when you're so sure about something that really sets limits in your life for the most part because when you're just so sure then all the other things that are outside of that sureness kind of get blocked yeah, yeah. by your whole perception right yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's um i mean there's there's things like there's things within this, the psychotic experience, which kind of give you a different, it's a very extraordinary, extraordinary view. Like it's, whether it's right or wrong, it is, it is extraordinary. Like it's, it's not, it's not your everyday way of seeing, seeing, seeing the world, you know? Um, but I think a lot, a lot of what I've learned from it has been a reaction to it, not necessarily learning from something within it, but just learning as, as something to avoid, you know, like, well, this is not, this is like a, it's a, it's a scary place to be like, and, um, and with like, with all due respect for people who um, identify their psychosis with greater meaning and, and all that jazz. Um, it's um, I, I do have a hard time with the kind of romanticization of, of madness and mm. um, where it's, you know, because it's not, um, it's not very pleasant. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. no, I get that. Um, or, or, it, or it is, or it is really pleasant and you're super elated, like a delusion of grandeur. You think, you know, you're, you're super, you feel godly, you feel saintly, but then when you come back to earth, it's incredibly embarrassing because it's like, you know, especially in our culture where uh, you, you know, humility's to be expected in a, in a lot of ways. And, um but like i can only speak for myself like maybe maybe i'm like i i'm raised i was raised in a in like a christian context so um that's bound to have informed all of my experiences 
in, mm-hmm. in some in some way or another, right? So um, I can only speak for my, myself. I'm just curious what's going on in the brain, really. Like if if like if you like that would be really like if you had if you had someone who was having like a very meaning what what to them is a very meaningful like spiritual ex- experience, and then you had someone who is having like a very terrifying like paranoid experience. And like, if that's the same thing in the brain or if there's mm-hmm. like, like that's, that, that's where I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure that, that out because, um, that, yeah. uh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I hope uh, <laughs> yeah. scientists are actually looking into that. That would be something uh, cool to look at. Um, one thing you did say there though, you were talking about, uh, with paranoia, like that narrative that you kind of start getting that kind of disconnects you from the world. I notice that in a lot of people who have mental health issues, um, even if it's just like depression or anxiety in our society, a lot of, and young people, especially like mm-hmm. we get this narrative that we start building up in our head that we're not good enough, or we get a narrative that the world's out to get us. We get a narrative that the world's just a shit place to be. And there's just no opportunity, whatever mm-hmm. that is, it's these narratives. And then when it gets really rough, those narratives are so ingrained and they're so like in there, it's like really mm-hmm. hard to get out of that spiral. I'm, I'm kind of under, I want to understand with you because you've been through this and you've had that kind of narrative that's disconnecting you from the world. How, what's the best way to kind of challenge this narrative if you want to come at it from a way of healing? Well, I think when it's all in your head, it can be really hard to discern uh, what's what, you know? And so I think things like art, um, can be a great way to kind of externalize and uh, just be kind of make these things more tangible so you're able to to deal deal with them better you know and you're, you're comfort, it can be kind of terrifying because you're confronted with it but um, I think that process of um, well it's like self-talk right you know like that starts with I think a lot of like our I feel like our personalities are kind of constructed and deconstructed and reconstructed with how we how we talk to ourselves and, you know, the narratives we, the judgments we choose to put, put on ourselves or, or don't put on ourselves. Um, but for me, like, yeah, art, art has been really helpful for um, just kind of going through things and um, you're recoloring them, I guess, too, like in certain experiences or, or attitudes where, um, and a lot of it comes, it's that, it's that, that sort of meta thinking where you're thinking about your thinking, you're stepping back and being like, well, what, 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 you know, like paranoia, like, okay, I have this thought, what else, what would someone else think about this? You know, like what, mm-hmm. what, what about, what other options are there? Like, is this really, and I think that, I feel like that sort of stepping back is whether you do that just, you know, through journaling or, um, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's important. Yeah, I think that's a uh, very important stepping back and seeing what narratives in your are there in your life, because it doesn't really matter any pretty much even when we're mentally healthy, we still have narratives that we're our life is kind of operating under. So yeah, it's absolutely. really good to yeah. understand what those are, because they really do kind of, you know, they make a big impression on like your mental health and where your life ends up going, right? The direction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's where you you know, where you, you kind of set your sights with it, you know, like you set your sights, you say like, I am this. And it almost becomes like, you become what you think you are. <laughs> yeah. 
the self-fulfilling prophecy is uh, i'm pretty sure that's what they call it in the in the old textbooks <laughs> yeah there you go right yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and i like how you said art is a good way of uh, throwing off a narrative because that's the beauty of art that i think people don't even kind of like see sometimes that like when something hits it it has the power to really just completely like take away that veil of that narrative that you're constantly in like in your head and then all of a sudden you see something in a different way and it just might be for one second but that shift sometimes can be so powerful that it just plants a seed to like uh be able to kind of build like healthier different uh narratives later on yeah absolutely yeah no i love that and so now that you uh you have this kind of background and so now you're trying to when you're making your art uh is it, do you kind of go in with a goal of trying to, uh, how would I say this? Are, are you kind of going in with a goal to try to like um, wrestle with these ideas in your art? Yeah, I mean, some, some pieces are more personal than others. Like I did one, uh, one text-based work where I just like, I called it self-portrait and positive memories. And I just could like tried looking back at where I, I looked back and um just started writing down and um, yeah, I guess going through every, 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 you know, from as earliest memories till I think I, w I went to art school, but um, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, but some are, are less personal, like I'm more kind of about the big issues like consciousness and uh, free will is one of my favorite subjects. Like I think free will is um I still, I'm just scratching the surface, I'm sure, but uh, I just, I'm fascinated, especially with how it, how it relates to mental illness. And I think um, it's a, it can be a controversial thing to talk about, but um, Is it yeah. because how it relates to mental illness? Like, uh, why would that be controversial with- uh, Well, I just think there's, there's like two, you can have two extremes sometimes where it's like, you know, it's, there's that attitude where it's like, you know, oh, just pull yourself up from your bootstraps, just do it. Like you have the power, you have the choice, you have the, you know, and then there's the other side, which is like, well, there's all these other factors, um, you know, like you're, you know, maybe it's trauma, maybe it's, it's a situation you're raised in. Um, so there's so much things out of your control. So it's like, but I feel like if there's a danger to embracing either side, because I agree completely, because you can't, um, I think once you, and like going through peer support really was, was formative for me because it hinges on self-determination. Like it, it hinges on the idea that you have the power to, to improve your circumstance. But, um, and that was, that was hard for me to, cause at that point I had a, had a, a kind of a bleak, <laughs> a bleak look towards uh, the, the question of free will. Um, because I think, yeah, I, cause it, it's tough to admit that you have choice because it, 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 it makes you, it makes you realize or it opens up the door to shame and guilt because it opens up the door to reflecting on, you know, um, you know, decisions you've, you've made in the past or um, so it's, it, I think, but there is a truth to the fact that we are, you know, I like to, I like to look at like kind of like a, a card game where it's like you, you, we're dealt cards and we can't control what cards were dealt, but we can, there's, there is this like, um, there is this place where we decide what to do with the cards we're, we're given, you know? And, um, and like I said, I'm still scratching the surface on this one. Cause it, it is, I mean, if you have, if you're dealt like, like, you know, 
like a really shitty hand, like it's hard to, you can't, it's hard to expect that person to, well, because there are cases of people who are dealt a really shitty hand who over, overcome them. Mm-hmm. Right. But then there's also people who don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's up to everyone to decide what's in and out of their control, you know? So like, yeah, cause they're, we absolutely we we do have the power to get to improve our circumstance and but it's it's up to the it's up i think it's up to the individual to um and i think as as like friends and family we can kind of help people by help people explore what's possible and what you know what um yeah i guess like i said started talking about you know it's a balance between those two ideas of like where you have the power but also you don't like don't 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 let that don't let that consume you with a guilt where it's like oh I have the power like it's all it's my fault because I you know like it's a balance between between that yeah a hundred percent um and like honestly being doing this podcast for so long about like mental health and seeing so many people talk about it it's very true because there is a part of it where you kind of have to have like a personal responsibility part of it where you kind of take um, like, Hey, I can change it. Like it's a self-empowerment thing also, like just being able to say it, but there's also a part of like severe trauma and stuff like that, that just holds you back. And to even go and like say to somebody with that kind of trauma, like, no, you can get out of it. Like that, those words sound so, so empty and it's really right. Yeah, man, it's tough. And like, I think it's almost like that manifest destiny stuff we were talking about earlier too, where it's like, if I, if I identify myself as a victim, like that, that's going to maybe influence my behavior. Like I may, I may, I may, I may become more of a victim because I identify myself as, as a victim. Mm. Um, But it's also super toxic when I, and this happens all the time, especially I think in, in families where um, you know, it's, people don't understand like well why can't you just not you know not do that or why can't you just do that like why you know and well it's like you're you know don't assume what's easy for you is easy for someone else you know like Mm -hmm. um and this may be a little um a little off 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 what i'm saying but it's like the golden rule you know like it, it it's like do one to others as you do do to yourself or whatever but that's kind of flawed because like don't assume what's good for you is what's good good for someone else like you know you don't like we are and i but then then it like that brings me to thinking about you know questions of like what like are we all so individual that we all have just our own frameworks that are only relevant to ourselves like but where's the overlap like what Mm. what's kind of what's what's positive for everyone or what's feasible i don't know i'm no I'm thinking this, a lot here now, this, but, yeah, yeah yeah but that's what an artist does you know like th- these are the questions you're interested in and like i love the grappling that you're doing and um how you want to like be able to grapple that and then put it in your artwork which is like so cool this is i, I try to do the same thing with like comedy as well like uh, oh, right on. I, yeah, yeah yeah like i try to like tackle different ideas and then I have these kind of conversations with you're doing and like what I love what you're doing is like you're not taking a side you're seeing both sides and then um tossing both of their best kind of arguments at each other and then seeing that like hey the shit's more in the middle like 
are you in I don't know if you're into like Eastern philosophy at all but I even with what you were kind of saying I kind of feel like a little bit of that yin yang kind of thing where it's like you got two sides but there's no real extreme they're like kind of part of each other like they're both correct and they're both wrong at the same time and that's kind of what like life is kind of finding that balance with all of these things right yeah yeah I think like paradoxes I mean like a lot of those um those cones or uh, where it's, it's like you hear it and you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly. You're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're setting me up to fail by how you're wording this, but like, uh, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I like my, my partner, Jen, she, uh, she has a degree in religious studies and uh, philosophy. And so, a lot of like I'm heavily heavily influenced by conversations I've I've had with her about these these sorts of things, um, but like yeah, as for my like I I had someone make a comment, um, and I think it was this uh, yeah recent post where they they were curious as to how I could tie this in with uh, non dualism, and mm-hmm. so um, I know a little bit about non dualism, but I'm going to do a bit more research and and kind of see um yeah i i don't know i think like there's that absurdist worldview where it's like you know things are just kind of absurd like i I think there's something to be said for that like in and i like with the you know like the material world doesn't seem to have any inherent meaning because Mm -hmm. meaning isn't i don't think meaning is material you know but then we have we have such a a drive for meaning and like so that's like to me that's just so absurd like i don't know but it's like where this where we're all at you know but yeah it is absurd um before we get off of this topic about um kind of free will i guess especially when it comes to mental health um just now that you're a peer support worker and you probably help a lot of uh younger people in this in these situations let's say if somebody is depressed like because i know when people are depressed some people just go look at them and just be like hey you just get better or oh go work out yeah, yeah. you know and it's just yeah. like you know what like when a person's depressed telling them to just go work out sometimes it's just like i get it exercise will can possibly help them for sure but like sometimes they're so down like them just going to the gym just doesn't happen like no, yeah, uh, totally. yeah. so yeah, in those situations, when you're de- if you're dealing with somebody or you're a friend of yours or something like that, what's uh, what's kind of a way you want to think it's like healthy to help them? Yeah, um, just to backstep a bit, I like I consider the social media stuff I do to be work to, to be peer support work, but I'm not like I'm not practicing as a okay. as a peer support worker. Um, but anyways, regardless, um, I think. You know, like the most important solutions are going to be the ones that are actually instigated, right? So, like you can, well, the, the, then they're solutions because they're they're enacted, they're 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 done. And I think, uh, you know, going back to what I said, everyone kind of, everyone knows themselves the best. They know what's feasible. You know, um, mm. I think just to allowing people to dream in a, in a way, like just being being there um not not to give advice or to to like but just to like talk things you know talk things through um you know i think sometimes people feel and especially in really serious cases people feel like a burden uh to their family family members they feel like 
well, they're just their idea of self is so can be so distorted from what, yeah. like, yeah, I think distortion is good. And so just helping people realize that they're not, uh, not burdens and that, you know, it's uh, these are, these are, these are sicknesses. Like they're not, um, you don't just like, you don't just snap your fingers, you know, you don't just go to the gym once and bada bing, bada boom, you know, like it's um, it's, I think a lot of times it's finding a process and I, a lot of life it's like that with careers or whatever, where, you know, you find a process that you, you like that you can really dig into. So like for me, art has been like, I, like I enjoy looking at the pieces when they're done. Don't get me wrong, but it's for, for me, the process of making them is the, is the most important. So if you enjoy the, like the process of, of going for a walk and then, and then you think, Oh, maybe I'm going to jog for a little bit. And then you jog for a little bit and you're like, Oh, maybe I'm going to run for a bit. But like, if you think, if you have it in your head that it's like, I have to jog right out of the bat where I have, sorry, I have to run one kilometer. And if I don't run a kilometer, I'm a failure. If you have that narrative in your head, you're kind of, it's, it's not, it's toxic because it, you just, you just need to start small with things. I think, you know, it waits and leads into, leads in, into another, but I mean, I think one of the greatest frustrations with mental health is just how different we are. And like, even with medication, like I can take, you know, it's, it's, I remember I was in, in the hospital and I was starting to get better people would come up to me like, well, what, what medication are you on? Like, what, what are you taking? Like, as if, if they, if I, as if I gave them my recipe that that recipe would, you know, help them, but that's just not how it works. Like our, our chemistries are just so unique. Yeah. Very so, unique. Yeah. It's a, but then, and I, I guess I kind of touched on that a little bit, but that question of like how unique or how similar we are really interests me and how that relates to truth and, you know, is there, a, it's, it's in a way, it's the postmodern modern, modern uh, d- debate where it's like, is there, do we just all have our own subjective truths or is there some, something grander, you know, right? Yeah. Or some like magic pill that would just be like, like that would work for everyone, you know? I yeah. Mean, I had a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. But, that, no, the magic pill, like, yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Uh, well, but that's, I mean, that's kind of like indicative of life though, in general, it's like, you, you a lot of times you have to go through something you you have to go through the journey to get to get to the get to the solution right you don't you don't um, you don't just you can't just you can't get the solution without getting without having the process to the solution you know mm-hmm. and uh, if you yeah and if you get that if you get the solution before the process uh, a lot of times the solution isn't worth it at that point because you don't have that background of the process there yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's great. And like, yeah, just to kind of add on that, like, I like you were saying, I think when someone is like depressed and kind of the best thing you can kind of just do is just be there for them, kind of listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like you said, let them dream, let let them kind of be able to talk to you and talk it out. Because that that connection, I think, is one of the things that's a big thing. A connection with another person helps ground them as well, right? Yeah, that grounding is huge, like kind of like um, being more connected to the shared reality, you know, and to try to remove, remove, help them remove those distortions. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's how I want to talk a little bit about your um, just uh, your art, because it is uh, very cool. And uh, 
So some of your art, like, I guess like we could call it a little bit, it's like pretty abstract. Uh, I'm kind of wondering like when you're yeah. working on these um, different pictures or paintings and stuff like that, I'm kind of wondering when like, when you're doing like a piece, cause it seems like uh, when something's so abstract, like do you, do you, do you really even have the ending in mind or like, cause I, I don't know, even with comedy, sometimes like the ending of a bit, I don't really have it in my mind and you kind of have to just kind of work with it and kind of be comfortable in the unknown and the playing around and the experimenting with it. And you kind of like, hopefully it comes to, and then the end product comes in and it's like the end product almost surprises you. I'm trying to like wonder how, how much of that kind of process is like similar to yourself. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting um, thing to talk about, I think, because um, like I, a lot of times when I'm making each, each mark is kind of a reaction to the mark before it or the marks before it. So there isn't necessarily like this end, end goal um, I'm trying to reach, but um, I, I do, so I do have like, um, like I think on on the flip side, I think people can become kind of paralyzed with too much choice sometimes in art. Where so like I'll set parameters where it's like I'm only going to use uh, black pen or I'm only going to use um, words or you know. So I set you set restrictions, and it's almost like an ironic sort of freedom that happens uh, when you when you set restrictions. You can you're almost yeah almost like more free to to work within those parameters um okay yeah um but i i do um it's a, it's an it's a it's an exploration for me it really is i don't i very rarely have like a like even if i like i use reference photos sometimes where i'll like i'll be trying to mimic the the photo in a certain way but then at some point i'll kind of depart from that photo and just let it be um and it's like faces i mean like I've done a few portraits of where it's like, I, yeah, I'm painting uh, Jimi Hendrix. And this is, this is, this piece is going to look like Jimi Hendrix, but it can be kind of restrictive. What, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's bloody hard to do. I, I, I don't do many portraits like that because it's, it, I find it very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> just, but um, um, you also like, if you, if you tell yourself like this could be anyone, like, like this doesn't have to look like Jimi Hendrix. It can just be, it can look what, whatever, you know, whatever it turns into. Then I think you kind of open the door for, um, for good, good stuff to happen, you know? But. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And uh, yeah, I love that the restrictions kind of lead to more freedom. I love that. That's another paradox. Like we're talking about, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's very cool. No, I, I love that a lot. The restrictions lead to more freedom. That's uh, yeah, there's a lot of depth into that, just that statement there that I really do like. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I guess it's like you have a stability, like those restrictions kind of create like a stability mm -hmm. that, um, yeah, I, I think too much freedom though can sometimes be paralyzing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you uh, don't, um, yeah, there's just too much, uh, too much choice. And it's like, you constantly, it's hard to, it's hard to settle, settle on something when you know, it could be, it could be something else. And I remember when I was doing work in like design work in Photoshop and it's like, man, you take a picture. That's like, that's an art form. It's like taking the picture, but you bring that picture into Photoshop. That's like it. Now you have this whole other art form of like which filter you put on, like, 
how much brightness, how much contrast, how much yada, yada, yada. I mean, and then not to mention it, like you're not, you can edit undo. So you can go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And it's like, well, when do you, uh, I, like I found that, and I would, you know, I'd work on the same image for like eight hours and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. It'd be like, well, I guess it could be this or well, ha, 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 ha. I think as you, as you develop as you, as an artist, you, you, you get more confident. Like you, you're like, no, this is good. This is good. No, this is good. This is good. Okay. We're going to go with this. Yeah. Make it, make it. My, my dad always says, he's like, make a decision and move on, you know? So <laughs> make a decision and move on. Sometimes that's uh, honestly, sometimes that's helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. When you're in that paralyzed state where you're just can't move that sometimes just like can be a rough state in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I also wanted to talk to you about, I, I saw on your website, it said you were working with neuroscientists. Uh, can you maybe, what was this about? Yeah, uh, there's a really cool organization called uh, Branch Out Neurological Foundation. Okay. And um, they pair up um, they pair up artists with neuroscientists for these uh, charity events. Okay. And um, yeah, I did, um, I've done it three years in a row now. The first... Um, yeah, the first year uh, was gaze perception and schizophrenia. A scientist working on uh, studying studying that. So that, like, when you hear schizophrenia, you usually think about the positive symptoms. So, like, a positive symptom is something that's like added to your personality. So, like, like hallucinations, delusions, paranoia, yada yada yada. Um, and then, but like, they're they're also um, there's like social dysfunction, or so like pe- people with schizophrenia can can sometimes have a hard time like distinguishing emotion in face in faces okay yeah so anyways i did a piece based on on that um then the the next year i did um one on uh some sci-fi stuff um like you know it's science science nonfiction because <laughs> it's like brain brain computer inter- interfaces it's like the um it's people who are like locked in who you know can't move anything except maybe like to, like move their eye or something mm. um but um Anyways, they like connect these these things to their their brains, and then they can they think, and then this little robot like moves. Wow. Yeah, it's wild, wild, but it's like really powerful stuff because these you know people who are, um, you know, it's a real it's a real trad. It's got to be a real hardship to live live like that, you know. So to have have like, um, I guess it's a certain amount of autonomy. Um, no, yeah. that's crazy. And I, I can't believe even technology is like getting to this point. I've seen it where people are not even people, even animals could freaking move things with their mind now because like the technology is allowing it, which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's wild, man. It's uh, <laughs> something else. I mean, just the fact that the, the, like, the like the digital world, the digital like, like digital languages like binary and and like reading waves and waveforms and like just be just that that is like compatible with how our how our analog brain works like to mm. me is so so fast like how there's a crossover like how that how that they can even work together i guess but that's the interface like the interface kind of like mediates mediates those two worlds i suppose yeah i guess so that's interesting. So when you were working with these neuroscientists, what was it like? Was it just like kind of going up there and you guys just had discussions or were you actually like observing their work and trying to be like, trying to give your own kind of interpretation of their work? Yeah, or how- I, 
yeah, I met with them, with them, with them, and I felt like pretty honored, really, to be honest, to do it because like these guys are the like the the rock stars in my books. Like, I yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't quite have the chops to like read or to to like know the nitty gritty and it's the same thing with like philosophy like a lot of the philosophy i read it's like interpretations of philosophers not the actual yeah 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 no i'm the same some of this like some of this like german like german idealism from like the 1800s and it's like holy like but my like jen she like that's what i've i just have a lot of respect for people who get into the nitty gritty and get like uh, because i feel like as as an artist like i i like to look at like big picture things or like kind of um just in yeah and just in a different a different way you know and neuroscientists have that ability to like to know which all the different regions of the brain and all the different like you know that i just think it's so cool um so i just tried to find metaphors that i would like kind of um would like honor honor the complexities of these things but also kind of add a bit add a bit of poetry to it um yeah 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 yeah. no i love that and like you yeah add a little bit of poetry to that too honestly the you're kind of uh making me want to go work on some more of my uh like self-unconsciousness or uh religion oh, dude, that's like awesome. that no like uh that that kind of material is always the hardest to be able to translate to a crowd but when you can do that and like also honor the complexities behind it like it's such a fun feeling so i can see how like how how fulfilling that could be for yourself uh doing that uh, same process. yeah I, lo- I think there's i don't think there's anything wrong with the lowest common denominator or like if you can if you can distill if you can distill something in a way that where it's you're not like bastardizing it but you're 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 yeah, I think there's something really cool about um, about um, like simplifying. Yeah like, yeah, like simplifying, but not reducing. But, yeah, or yeah. if you are reducing, reducing in a way that's like enlightening. You know exactly. Um, well, even like I remember, I think that was one of Einstein's quotes. Like, uh, if you can't say it in the simplest way, you don't really understand it. And I yeah, think yeah, uh, yeah. I think that is like. Uh, very true in any kind of like uh, art form, even in comedy. Like we're our whole uh, mechanism is speaking so when i can say something in the simplest and quickest way that's usually the best punchlines because it it comes quick and it like it hits yeah, quick. Yeah. so like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that change of perspective that the audience gets hits right away and that's usually gets the best response right mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool no that is nice all right uh john this was so much fun i got one more question it's the question of the podcast (laughs) so uh john francis gerard god yay or nay oh um i feel like there's two there's two questions when it comes to god there's the does like does do they exist or um and then what is the characteristic like what sort of character um and i'd like to sit in the kind of vulnerability of not really knowing either answer mm-hmm. uh, but i know that's kind of an answer in it in itself yeah like in a way i think yeah i in a way i think there's like everything kind of needs to have some sort of cause or effect, or like cause and effect is is, is a pretty inherent thing in life you know so but then if you think, if you extend that logic, it's like, okay, the, then who's the God of God? Who's the God of God of God of God of God? Of God? And mm-hmm. just kind of, 
uh, yeah, snowball out of control there. So I don't think it makes sense either way. I think, um, yeah, it doesn't make sense that there's something from nothing, but then it doesn't make sense uh, otherwise. Um, so I'm still figuring that one out. Yeah, I'll say I'll say it depends on the day. It depends on depends on how. It depends on yeah if I were what side of the bed I woke up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, John, uh, such a fun conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Please let my uh, audience know where they can get a hold of you. Uh, if you have an audience, please follow them on Instagram. I'll toss that in the podcast description as well. It's a great uh, follow. And anything else you want to promote, please let them know right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Feel free to send send a message. I love I love engaging. Um, uh, yeah. With with anything really, uh, it helps me helps me figure out my own ideas. So. Um, yeah, my website, johnfgerard.com. Uh, my book should be, well, I'm not sure. It will come out at some point, but uh, as, as to the wins, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah in the name of your book, I love uh, We Make Clocks, Not Time. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, thanks, John. Okay, take care, dude. All right, that was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NewerKidY on Instagram. Or check out my website, NewerKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up. And all that other information. We're part of the comedy here often. Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay! Warning.